Welcome, Glow and Globies. That is the sweet sound of Marvin Gaye. He did this whole soundtrack, and yet some idiot out in the world called this one of the 50th worst movies? I got a <clears throat> Marvin Gaye fun fact for you, Griff. His dad killed him. His dad shot him and killed him. Moving on. So, so Murray, keep... I got to tell you, I before you delayed that dumb <laughs> fact on me, I, w- I was coming in you Saturday. On a sweet, sweet high Friday's Jeopardy, I was killing it. I had my best uh, Jeopardy. Sure Five, six? Seven. Mm. All right. In the first Did round. Did you get final Jeopardy? No, no. I get like three of those a month. I have a real hard time with Jeopardy. Mm. I, I did keep trying. I did nearly get a Dostoyevsky uh, final <laughs> Jeopardy. I got St. Petersburg mixed up for Moscow. I got a rant I got to go on because it's related to the weather. Uh, you probably you guys aren't even gonna get this in time because we're gonna get hit by. I guess most of America is gonna get hit by a lot of snow on Tuesday. I think. Okay. Can I just put a public service announcement for, for people when they're driving? In That's snow? a PSA. PSA. Michael PSA Hayes. Stop fucking breaking for no fucking reason. Stop it. If you feel like you're going a little too fast in the snow, ease up on the gas. It'll slow down. I don't know how many. This is how this is how fucking accidents start, Griff. It is astounding how many people have been driving their whole lives in Michigan with this type of weather. We, like ro- working remotely has only become a thing now, so you got to be used to driving in the snow, and yet you still see it all the time. It fucking drives. I, I, I'm just saying this because it happened this morning. Yeah, little like, car or truck. It was a little car. But it doesn't matter because if I run into you because you're fucking breaking constantly in front of me, he's up on the gas. My only point of asking that question was now I see, like back when I worked on the road, you'd see the people who are very confident in their larger vehicle with the four wheel and they just feel like they can do whatever they want. Mm, I've seen so many of those people get turned around. Well, hey, they're not braking though. They're just speeding. Right, right, right. okay with them. I'm just saying, it's funny to see like the varying levels of confidence. I'm just sending that out there to people because I I guess Oklahoma's going to get like six inches of snow. Okie? Whoa. Just ease up on the gas. That's all you got to do. No constant braking for no fucking reason. Talking about vehicles, not uh, not gases and drugs. Back to the movie, Griff. Back to the movie. That was my PSA for I love this character. I believe this you did, character too. This character is my favorite character of any black exploitation movie we've done. I'm glad we ended up on this movie, then. I related to this character, Griff. I don't know how, but I'd love you, to hear you it. You don't know anything about me, first of all. It's always about Griff, Griff, Griff. I know you had a friend who worked at a, a porno shop. Yeah. 1990. In the 90s. <laughs> I relate to this guy, in fact, because I, my job, I fix people's problems. It's true. That's my job. It's true. And obviously, not criminal problems, but yep. problems. And I, my family, if anything goes wrong around the house, I'm expected to fix the problems. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Mr. T, we'll call him T, we're, we're on first name basis with we this are, character. We are, he felt He was the same way, like... Every time, like, so 95% of the time when people come to me, it's they want something from me, Griff. And I felt that's what Mr. T was feeling. He felt like this weight on his shoulders. Like, he never has his own time to himself. It's always like, hey, and you saw it in the movie. Everyone's like, hey, so-and-so, baby fell off a fucking, uh, you know, railing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my, my, my fucking shitty-ass dipshit brother's in jail. This is what I appreciate about this movie. Our villains weren't our main feature. They actually did a good job of explaining how T was amazing in that first, like, 
eight-minute scene. It was beautiful. It didn't have to do a three-hour origin story. No. Murray got the pain right away. I did. And I go, I, I feel your pain, T. I'm, I'm my own Mr. T. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just like, I don't think he's as happy as we were led to believe. I think he's got a lot of pressure on him. He's That's just, been a theme of this month. Yeah. That really has been a theme. And this is another it movie. Really, yeah, it really is. Mr. Jonathan had the same shit going on. Another movie written and directed by uh, uh, a black writer and director. Well, that's, good. Well, that's good. Yeah, so. Probably why it was more authentic. Exactly. Everybody taught, like, oh, man, everyone just seemed so natural in this movie. I loved it. I didn't know why this guy didn't wasn't in more movies. I thought he was great. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the 50 worst movies in the world, apparently, according to some. Yeah, well, whoever did that's probably seen 51 movies in their life. Good okay. point. I guarantee you, I, I saw so much about this movie, and I was relating it to more modern, uh, in this case, two years into the future when Happy Day started. I saw T, and T operates out of a pool club, a pool billiards. Hall, yeah. yeah, a pool hall. Gentleman's club. And then he's got, he's got a father-like figure in Jimmy. And I saw kind of the you fun. You saw the father figure? No, I, but yes and no, because T takes shit from nobody, and yet him and Jimmy seem Jimmy to have Jimmy was a totally sucking his balls the whole time, dude. No, you he saw was, it differently. He was in love with T. You were so angry. You probably worked a hard day. <laughs> you sat down and watched this. Him and him, Jimmy was the only person I saw uh, T talk to where it was res- mutual. He, he, when he was kicking people, getting people. Dude, to- he, T would show up, empty out the fucking place. Whatever you say, T. Everybody out! They're like partners. Uh, I mean, come on. Come on. Junior partner. Again, with Fonz and Arnold. Fonz would tell Arnold to do things, but at the same time, we know that Fonz had huge respect for Arnold. So, with Jimmy, when when T was trying to get people out of town, Jimmy and his squeeze. That's it. The squeeze who he dumped (laughs) like a day later. That's his main squeeze. Right. But still, my point stands. Two people, he said, I need you to get to safety. Jimmy was I didn't say he didn't care about Jimmy. I just don't think there's... Like I'm just a, saying, out know. of all the people, Jimmy... Do you, you think he respects his woman? He's fucking all these other women at the same time. That's well, just his main... Like, like you said... That's that the one that understands main... him. Yeah. So he keeps her around. Clearly, he had alternative motives when he sent her out of town. He's like, <laughs> you go out of town for a while. Ulterior I, I have a whole... Huh? You said alternatives. Yeah. Ul- ulterior motives. Ulterior. Uh, but also, Mr. T, as we talked about, he's a fixer. You see it as pain. I see it as he loves his community. He's probably anguished that it's in ruins because people just keep fucking around in it. But he's trying to clean it up. I mean, he's got to do it pretty much by himself. He's got Jimmy to help him out. But for the most part, he's doing it by himself. Uh, he knows the value of his time because he, do- he doesn't let anybody shortchange him. He's like, yeah, that'll be like ten grand. And he's got a code he lives by. And oh, he absolutely. gets fucked. He gets fucked over by baggage. He still just wants his ten grand. That's it. Yeah, he want extra. Yeah, that was the deal. I love that about that that final scene when it was just As, uh, you don't. If you're a man, and you don't have a code. You're not a man. Exactly. Right? A man's got to have a code. That's a that's a huge fucking uh, point of all these black exploitation movies. Got to have a code and right. appreciate the fuck out of that. But he's making all that money. And he's not keeping it for himself. He, he's he got nice things. But uh, what he's doing is he's spreading it around the community. So he's paying for tips out of just like anybody's pulling up to a guy in the street. Was he giving it to the community? He is getting information by, from these tips. Right. I mean, but still, it's it's he's way over. He's always generous with his Coke. He'll give you a Coke. D- that, too. He was very generous with that Coke machine. Oh. But, yeah, he was handing out $50 bills for like, hey, have you seen Abby lately? Yeah. 
saw him over at you know Vinny's the other day. Well, if you want to get the the the, the inside dope, you gotta you gotta sweeten the deal. Yeah, but I, I just mean like that's that's giving out a lot of money. Oh, yeah, fifty dollars like a pie of grand by exactly. today's you know math. I that's think. that's I a did huge the amount of money. So he's keeping people healthy, keeping their eyes open, you know, keeping them ears to the streets. So I like this. And, of course, we mentioned Mr. T has his main squeeze, and he also has uh, several other ladies throughout the movie. But they all have their shit together. Like, they're all out on their own, like, doing their own thing and everything. We got, well, you he know. Doesn't, he doesn't want some bitch, like, milk uh, sponging off of his ass. This is why I think he kind of turns on Cleo at then. Because he turn on her? Be, not really, but. They have I, an understanding, I think. Like, uh, she can't fuck around. He can do whatever he wants. You see, throughout the movie, and I'll dress it as we go, I think he gets bored with her because well, she she is um, getting clingy. She's like, I want you to go to Chicago with me. No, I can't go. All right, I'll stay here then. Like, uh, she, well, shit, she and, nailed. She's, she's with Mr. T, for Christ's sake. Yeah, right? I mean, where else can you go but down from there? Right. But still, he was just like, I want you to do what you want to do. She's like, Oh, I want to stay here. And that was that was him trying to say, like, go, live your life, you know, be free. And of course, uh, he also bangs a ballet dancer at some point, and a singer, Cleo, and uh, a policewoman. So he's he likes the women who got their shit together. Well, or he just likes women. I don't know. Yeah. Do we want to wrap this up? Get our shit together. Get to that trailer. Let's do it, Griff. Probably uh, another great Marvin Gaye song to play over it. Well, this Mr. T, he doesn't pity fools. He kills them. So get ready for trouble, man. My name's T, baby. How's my baby? I'm good. Legal recourse, I can't. Look, man, I couldn't give a damn who owns it or what color. Now, you see that baby, or I'll come back and see to you. You dig it? Oh! oh. We move in on Big's business, and the money comes rolling in like waves on the shore. All we gotta do is get rid of Mr. T. T is on the streets right now. One man, Chalky. He's just one man. Don't make him sound like a goddamn army. T has one edge, and that's his cool, but that's enough, baby, because he's thinking all the time. And if he wants your ass, he gets it. Before you shoot my man, Abby. I didn't. You and Jimmy gotta go away for a couple of days. Where do you want to go? For what? What for? I got some trouble to have. Yeah. This is Pete Cockrell. I want to talk to Chalky. This is T. Chalky's dead. Now I'm coming to get your honky ass.
welcome back. Great trailer. We're opening up, and we got Mr. T leaving a nice. Well, we start off we, on just yeah, pool. a babe in a pool, and you're like, okay, this looks cool. She's almost Danzig's type. She's got huge tits, but not. They look too natural for Danzig. Yeah, and she's getting out of the uh, the, 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 the pool. <laughs> I, don't know why what I, I don't know why I couldn't say the word pool for some reason. It couldn't come to me. <laughs> <laughs> and a boy T is coming out, and he's getting dressed. Obviously, he just fucked her. Yeah, and he, she's just like totally enamored with him. She's like, "When can I see you next?" I'll have to think about that, baby. And then, then as soon as he says that, we hit right into that sweet Marvin Gaye. Yeah, oh, great fucking theme, Marvin Gaye throughout. I love all the transition scenes, the nice drum buildups and everything. Great. He jumps into his sweet Lincoln Continental. He's driving up the highways and byways of L.A. Yep. And you see, Mr. T will not, he always wears beautiful suits, and he's like, I just wore this one. I don't know if he showed up there that morning, fucked her, and is leaving in the afternoon. He's got some of that stank on the suits. He's like, I got to change. Yeah, if he stayed there overnight, who knows? But he's like, I got to get out of this. I got to get out of this. He's so cool. He changes from a suit into another suit. Into another suit. And we see in his closet, suits. Do you notice he had white go-go boots? <laughs> I wanted to see him put those on. They were white fucking go-go boots. I did not. Wow. You were mesmerized by those fucking brown suede boots he pulled out. Yeah. There was so much to be mesmerized by. I love the 70s look. So he uh, arrives back at home, and as he's walking in, we got we got an interesting-looking character. He just looks like a scummy pimp. Beautiful hat, though. I love that hat. And uh, this ends up being a character, Bobby Chai. Shy. Shy. That was up. But uh, he tells him, hey, Chalky wants to see you. And T's just like, not in this suit. But he has Be- no respect for Chalky. Chalky's a low-down pimp. That's like, right. Once again, yeah. it's a code. There's levels. There's a pecking order. Pimp yeah. is on the bottom. Of course. So T switches out, puts on his nice suede boots and everything, and heads down to Jimmy's pool hall. And That's, uh, his, that's th- where his office is, like Fonzie had the, the bathroom. Thank you. And uh, he works the the Coke machine like Fonz works the jukebox, so, you know. Uh, yeah, you might be onto something. Thank here. you. Uh, so he's arriving at work, and, you know, they got a, they got a nice stool for him on a little a platform. That's it's a throne, yes. Yeah. I could see Fonz doing this kind of thing. But uh, he gets up there, and they come out. Jimmy's like, hey, man, there's a kid here from Texas who wants to play you. High stakes. His name's Texas Blood. Texas Blood. And that was the real guy's name because it's in, actually in the credits. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. so this guy's probably a real hustler. <laughs> and yeah, he's he knows his shit. You know, well, he doesn't know his shit because he didn't. I didn't see. A, well, he did have a cigarette dangling. I think he did have mouth. a cigarette dangling. Uh, he did understand I how saw, much money he spent. No chalking at all, though. He didn't chalk enough. He brought his own. I love this, and I believe this is a diss. I don't know. I don't operate at the pool halls too often, but I believe this was a diss. Texas uh, comes in with his own pool cue, all disassembled and everything, and assembles it on the spot. And uh, T turns and says, just give me a stick off the wall. Does that not sound like a diss? Just like any old stick, I don't care. You can interpret it as a diss. I think it's just confidence, man. Just confidence? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's not scared of these guys. I like this because uh, Texas Blood was like, I mean, you've heard of me, right? He's like, No never heard of you you showed up here to play me right uh you heard my name and you're gonna come throw your 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 shade at me so th- this is interesting we get to see how t operates in these situations and jimmy comes over to him because t has sat up in his throne 
And he's like, hey, this kid is pretty good. And he's like, you know what he doesn't have, though? Cool. Tea is just dripping. Just He's just cold. He doesn't have his T-cells. Yeah, he doesn't have his T-cells. So you got you got Sam. He's or Sam, Texas working the table, and we get we get some. It's just like the Godfather. People just lined up waiting. Well, to you can act. already see that Texas is shaking. Like he's used he's used to being the tea of the situation when it comes to pool. I mean, I didn't so see he, him shaking. He no, dropped. he was he was getting like riled up. Like yeah, he he was getting the disrespect. You're right. He was getting excited. I think he was getting excited. Well, he well no, he was getting a little nervous because he's like. How come I'm so? I mean, I'm used to the guy intimidating people, and this guy just—it's like I'm looking at a block of ice. Like yeah, not in any mountain. And uh, Texas tried to even throw more into this mix because he was like, "I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you every pocket I'm gonna hit." Right. And he called strikes before he even sank but a ball. But that's the thing—he's used to people being like, "Holy shit!" When he does it, and yeah. he's just like, he's like, "Fucking!" If he had a phone, he'd be staring at his phone right there. Yeah. But he's just like just sparing off into space. He didn't give a fuck. So we got so much so that he starts talking to a guy yeah. in the middle of the game. T is just taking, you know, just going down the list. What what do we got to do today? Who who do I got to help? And Sam's the first guy who comes over asking for help. Yeah, Sam, he's got a shitty brother who's always getting into trouble. He's in jail again. Apparently, like nobody will t- take the bail. Because well, you'll learn that T has a license in everything. He, and he'll lift his credentials off. But we learned that, I guess, apparently he's a bail bondsman, too. And, like, no other, like, reputable bail bondsman will take this fucking bond. Yeah. But T will. So T's just like, he's like, oh, your fucking brother again. He's like, I know, you know. And like, you tell him he fucks up again. That's his ass. Yeah. I'll like, I already his, told him. I'll break his legs. He's like, I already told him that, but I'll tell him again. Yeah. And then he hands him the money. And so, you know, he'll, like, bail out the brother. Yeah, Sam. Sam's like, oh, my God, I'll, I'll tell him you did this for him. And he's like, you don't tell him I did it for him. I did this for you, Sam. Because Sam's on the up and up. So he's like, I'm, you know, of course I'm going to help you out. You keep this community clean. So while that's going on, we get a scratch from Texas blood. Yeah. The, the pressure's getting to him. So yep. he's like, oh, I'm up. All right, I got it. Don't worry about it. And then he just starts fucking, he's, and he's, like, angrily hitting that fucking ball. Like, bam, bam. Yeah, and he's just like fucking, and then he's like, "Call, call the last play." He's like, call "Yeah, the last Texas one. is getting a little angry, and uh, T is seeing this." So again, T is just ice cold. So he's just like, "I'll tell you what, where do I sink this ball? Tell me how to sink it." And Texas is like, "All right, I want you." And we saw, we already saw the Marble Man do this. We know it's possible. He says, "I want you to hit two rails and sink it in the side pocket." It's like, oh. That's all you want me to do? He yawns, lines it up. No big deal. Sinks it. And he says, you know what? I'll do that with the next ball, too. And he just fucking wipes the table. I don't think that's a term they use in pool. Wipe the table? Sounds dirty. <laughs> so he's like, all right, another game. $500. Because the first game was $100. Just 100 Which is ten grand in you know today's money. Of course. So well, it f- came from Texas to play right. him. So he's got to be looking to spend. <laughs> So they go big or go home. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then Jimmy comes up with another, hey, man, I heard. So it's like, yeah, I said, Griff, it's like everybody's like on fucking T. Like, let the guy breathe for a minute. Yeah. He just shows up to work. He's already agreed to bail out a motherfucker. Uh, Jimmy isn't even telling him he needs to do something. He just says, yeah, here's, just, some, here's some news. Because he, he, he knows T and his temperament. Like you're saying, they're like, they're like peas in the pod. 
So he's just like, I know T will get pissed if I come off like Sam just did. So yes. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to suggest. I mean, Jimmy's not paying him to do this. Right. Again, uh, T is in this for the community. So Jimmy comes over with this story about the Walker baby. And this poor family, they live in this uh, this apartment complex that's been dilapidated for 20 years. And the baby leaned on a rail, three-year-old, you know, weighs nothing, leaned on a rail, a staircase rail, and fell down in the hospital. Yeah, she's not dead. Not dead. In the hospital. And as we're hearing this, still, you can tell that T is bothered, but it's just a little flicker in his eye. Nothing else is moving. He's just, he gives a little hint of a size. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'll handle this. So he's like, okay, okay, I'll figure that out. Do we know who owns the building? No, not really that sure. I'll find out. I'll find that out, too. So while that's going on, our villains enter the scene, Chalky and Pete. Yeah. Now, Chalky is a black guy who runs all the illegal gambling on the black side of town. And yep. Pete is a white guy who runs all the illegal gambling on the white side of it's town. It's like Angel Town where you have the college town and then you have, you right. know. Don't the... cross that street. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that Griff didn't notice because he's a baby. He was born in the 80s. The dad, Pete, the white guy, was the dad on the Waltons, which oh. was like the most wholesome family show. So it was funny as shit seeing. Like, seeing them. Because it was about, you know, a, a fucking uh, hillbilly family in the in the Depression era. My mom, like, my mom's officially an old person. She watches this shit now. She's watching the Waltons. Yeah. For the first and, time? No, she. I think she watched it back okay. then. She's watching it again. Like she, and she's obsessed with like feeding birds now. Like, mom, what the fuck? Yeah, I got the bird feeders. Good shit. But no, but there's an obsession. We get fucking rats now because of fucking birds. Oh, that's there. right. Oh, yeah. So, you, I would stop. So, uh, yeah, it's funny to see uh, Dad Walton or whatever. I, I, I guess it starts there. You know, first you start with the moonshine. And then you're probably bootlegging, and then you're doing, and then you eventually you're in, you leave your family in the Ozarks, where the fuck they live, <laughs> and you go to LA and you start pimping bitches and doing. Didn't you love gambling. his suit and sunglasses? Dude, look? it was awesome. Yeah. Don Callis is taking it one. All after matched. Him. He had the fucking rose colored glasses. I love it. The ascot that he yeah. wore. Yeah, I loved it. And then Chalky, he was played by Paul Winfield, who if you, you've ever seen Terminator, he's the cop in Terminator. And okay. He was, he was also in Star Trek Two. He got a little uh, creature burrowed in his ear. Paul Winfield, we've seen him. I like this, though, because they step up while a game is going, a $500 game. Right. So there's a little red line that they point That's out. That's a million dollars, people, by today's yeah. point. There's a little red line on the floor that's pointed out, and Chalky is like, whoa, 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 Pete, stop right there. We got to wait. And just as they wait there, just... Yeah, Pete, the, Pete's used to, he's got his white privilege. He's just throwing his weight around. He doesn't respect anything. Yep. And Chalky's like, I have to... The, Tell you this, he's no. he, he understands the gravitas of T, so he's like, right. whoa, 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 rules, rules. This is like the soup Nazis kitchen, man. You got to follow the rules to a T, to a T. So Texas, That's where that phrase came from, actually. yeah, of course. So Texas, uh, he's working the eight ball. He's pretty much cleaned off this table. He looked up for one fucking second to see if T was worried. Nothing, not even registering it. Like you said, would be looking at his phone. You know, $500, who cares? $10 million, who cares? So he scratches on the eight ball. He had the game right there, scratched on the eight ball. So, you know what? T's not going to bother. He's just like, all right, 500 bucks. And Texas, of course, wants another game. He's like, I got other business to get to. It's just bored, out of his mind. I got another, I got got business to get to. I I got other shit to do. I have a job. Even even Texas, he was just like, So he's like... He's like willing to at least hear Pete and Chalky out, but he's like, "Look, I got shit to do. 
Let's get in my car. Yep. Tell me what you fucking need. I love this. He, he takes him over to his car, opens up the passenger. Look at this so shivel of him. He opens up the passenger door, and Chalky's about to get into the back seat. And Tisha's like, no, no. Let's let the honky ride in the back for once. Nice little touch there. And so they're driving, and Chalky's like, look, T, you know we run – we he because he, uh, T knows Chalky. He doesn't know who the fuck Pete is from yeah, anybody. he's unaware of Pete. So he he lays it out like you said. He's like, you know, we we teamed up. He runs the white side of town. I run the black side. And we're like, hey, why don't we team up? You know, yeah. so you know, share the wins, share the losses. I think that got you know strikes a not strikes a nerve, but T realizes like the good things and them working together. You know, community. T's about that shit. But here's a problem, T. We've been getting robbed lately on our dice games. It's a it's a crew of four guys. They're completely covered up. We don't know if they're white or black, so we don't know what side of town they're coming from because they got gloves, they have suits, they have hoods, and with sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Can you like help us out? And he's like, "Well, you know my price." You, he's not throwing numbers out there yet. He's just kind of like, "Well, you know my price." And Pete, Pete being the cheap piece of shit Pete is, he's like, right. hundred bucks. That's it. Take it or leave it." And Chalky's like, "What the fuck? This is T we're talking about here." So, but then he underscores. Him. He's like, "I'll give you a grand, T." Yeah, T's like, "You know my fucking price." So they're like, "Well, what is a thou Pete again being so cheap here?" He's like, "What does a thousand dollars even get us? What are you gonna do? I mean, are you just gonna show up and shoot one of these guys?" And T's like, "Here's what I would do. I'm gonna show up at your crap games, and I'm gonna just play along. I'm just gonna go with it, and I'll go as long as it takes until these guys show up, and then I'll size them up and down." And back and forth and left and right, figure out what they wear. Because well, that's the thing. T he could tell by your body language who you are. Yeah. So he's just like, look, I have a wealth of knowledge, and it's going to cost you exactly ten grand, right? And then Pete just boxed it. What? We haven't even lost ten grand. And he's like, look, you know my fucking price. And Chalky's like, Pete, shut up, shut up. All right. You you, you strike a hard bargain. And then he's like, then he's like, shh, shh, puts his fucking finger up to Chalky's lips. Yeah. I got to do something. They don't even make a deal in the car. Right. He Ch- just pulls over. He's just, no, he doesn't even throw the number out. No numbers are mentioned in there outside of the blowball offer. He's like, you know my price. I got business. to attack. He just pulls up to this building and gets, we don't even know what the fuck he's doing it's now. Like he pulls up to like a bank. Yeah. And he goes in, just walks into this, you know, he apparently, because he said he knows everything. Yeah. He's got a realtor's license, we learn. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he's a maintenance guy. He knows it all. So he walks in, just walks past the secretary. The secretary's just looking at his dick. So she's mesmerized. Yeah, he, he tells her, in. don't let anybody call. Don't ring up his phone while I'm in there. And she's just like, Mr. Jonathan, of course not. It's like, no, it's it's T, but I understand the confusion. It's okay. He walks in. It's fucking Mr. Carlson from, from WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> and he just slaps him around. He's like, look, motherfucker. You're gonna, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I Actually, black people own that building. Not me. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. This and, fucking scam, scam. And he's like, I don't give a fuck who owns it, whatever. You're paying the fucking hospital bills. You're going to give these people free rent for a year. You're fixing that place up. You're going to go down and personally apologize to them. And he's like, well, this is highly irregular. And he just fucking grabs him by the tie. You're going to fucking do it. Okay, wait, whatever. I'll do it. <laughs> So he's like, and he walks out. Fucking the secretary's like, you know what? He is a piece of shit. She's just grabbing her crotch. You should have punched him in the face. And he's like, Mama, I got, I got no time to be punching faces. If you want to go in there, have yourself a ball. 
this fucking stomp on his balls for all I care. She's like, well, he pays me to do that. So he gets back in the car where Chalky and Pete, he made them roll up the windows in the middle of the summer day. He's like, you guys can sweat it out. And he drives them back over, and they're still lowballing him. They're like, okay, 5K. He fucking, I love this about, people recognize T's car, so in the middle of oncoming traffic, he just pulls a Yui in the middle of the road to park. So he parks, and he's like, you know my price. Now you two get the fuck out. You two are fucking up a nice day. Mwah. I love him. And then he just leaves these guys on the side of the road. He just leaves them they there. They got to hitchhike back to the pool hall to get yeah. the cars. Yeah, <laughs> just leaves them there. So T, he's, he's got a little tension. He's like, yeah, you know, you know the best way to release some tension, Griff. Oh, absolutely. So he goes to his lady friend. Oh, I thought you were going to say he goes to a nice bookstore. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You got your way to release attention. I got mine. <laughs> so his girl, Cleo, this is his main squeeze we alluded to earlier. Yep. She's a singer? She is a singer. And she's like, I got I got this great opportunity in Chicago. He's like, I think you should go. Well, I'm not going to go if you can't go. Well, I can't go. I got business. All right. I'll stay right here and wait for you then. See, this is when I Does she ever shit together? I mean, that's really, she's like willing to lose her job. That's what I'm saying. Just I to think be in the, he, the, you know. I think early on she had everything together and was like, I got to do my own thing. She got digmatized. Yeah, I, th- I think that's it. I think that's it. That's the opposite of pussy fog, get people. Digmatized. Yeah, digmatized. And yeah, I agree. And so he's just like, look, baby, just let me relax. I got to hey, think. And we I, apparently Chalky and Pete had somebody waiting by at that streetlight or it's hours later because now they're back at where they're going to operate their next craps game. Right. And so they have all their goons set up in this one apartment, and they're like, how many residents still live here? Because apparently people lived in this building still. It wasn't empty. And Yeah, like, well, that's the thing. That's how they take up one step ahead of the law. They just move from house to house. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. So it's like an apartment building, and they got a room, and we see there's this guy tied up to a chair while Pete and Chuck are talking. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck's going on here? And they're very bothered by his suit. Well, yeah, no, because Chalky's like, all right, we'll put on this this jacket. He's like, that's double-breasted, man. Because Pete's like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, the, it's the same. It's shark tooth pattern. It's blue. And no he's, one can he's tell just the like, you don't know T. He yeah. notices everything. He will notice he's wearing a double-breasted while everyone else is wearing single-breasted. You got It's in the details, man. To a T. And, and so Pete's still this arrogant douche. He's just like, whatever. Do your yeah. black people stuff. I don't care. <laughs> we go back over to Teeves, uh, arriving at Jimmy's again. And it's nothing but good news. It's good news now. He Look at this. 8 a.m. He gets up. He leaves some wench's house that he just banged. He goes back home. Gets a new suit. suit yeah. Goes over to Jimmy. By 3 o'clock, he's already figured out his whole day. He's made $10,000. <laughs> he's crazy. So, anyways, and, Jim- and like you said, Jimmy plays it low key because he knows he doesn't. He knows how to keep T calm and not stress him. He's like, "Did you? Hear, I just heard some great news. Hey, the man. Walkers got the money they needed. They're going to fix up that building. They don't have to pay rent. And the owner of that building personally came over with a, a Vinny's gift card for a million dollars, lifetime supply, salami and nacho cheese for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> Better check the plumbing on that plumbing bill. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Chucky called. He's fine with ten grand. He, he wants to stop this shit. Yep. And he also called a second time with an address. 
So he hands him over a little slip of paper, and T just crumples up. I know the place. No big deal. It's right. my neighborhood. Right. All right. So we go to the nighttime. Pulls up in that sweet Lincoln, looking yeah. like like an average gambleaholic. Exactly. But he stopped by a guy named Shy. We, we saw him earlier. Yep. You know there's there's tension between these guys. Billy Shy. Shy is, is jealous, obviously. He looks like a pimp, and we know that he's not keen on pimps. So. Right. So he just immediately starts mouthing off the fucking uh, T. And T ain't having that. So oh he, no! So he just not. regulates. He just fucking beats the guy's ass. He gives him the old. Uh, you're you're gonna appreciate this one. He gives him the old Judas effects. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you ain't getting up from that. Yep. So and then tells him, "Watch my car, bitch." And it's totally emasculates shy. I like that. Walks in there. Chalky's like he gives him the lowdown. Look, there's the back. This is the way the back door, and this and that and that and this. Here's the room. I love the setup for the craps. They had like stage lights pointing over to a yeah. bare wall that they like painted white, and it had like a uh, the wood. Um, yeah, you gotta. I loved it. It was dressed up, and it, this is a tiny, tiny room. Well, as yeah. Well. I mean, they had the ladies with like bringing drinks to people. This is high class, low class gambling. <laughs> it's <bro>. very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. And a lady even comes, immediately, of course, whenever uh, T's in the room, the lady immediately goes to him. He's like, can I get you something? No, no, baby. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm here to gamble. I wonder if he has the pants with the zipper. I think everybody in the 70s had a fucking mile-long zipper. Okay. So we get a lot of shots of people playing craps, and every everybody's having a good time, and T's expecting it'll take a few crap nights before he you know gets to uh-huh. see the robbers. And meanwhile, downstairs... We have Paul or Pete, excuse me, Paul, Pete and uh, the goons. They're getting the guy that they had tied up ready. They put the single jacket, you know, single yes. breasted jacket on him. Right. They got some gloves that they're forcing him to put on. Yeah, they, they're dressed. This is like right now we're kind of confused. They're dressing him up like the robbers that they described were robbing them. So, mm-hmm. like, what the fuck's going on here? And then the robbers show up. Go fucking figure. And they're such a great crew. They never even speak. They nope. just grab the shit, and they're out in, like, fucking five, five seconds, five minutes, five Again, seconds. There's uh, your ass, ass, asses and shoulders. I forget what that saying, asses, the butts, or whatever. Nuts ass, the butts. Nuts the butts in this room. And these guys are just, like, weaseling through and getting all the money. They're collecting watches, jewelry, and they're, they're getting in, and they get right out. But Chalky follows them. Yeah. And as they go out, we we see this. T does not see this. We see the door near the, like near the outside door open up, mm-hmm. and that guy that we saw with a single breasted uh, sh- coat on is shoved out, and they throw and a gun is thrown on the ground. Yep. And then Chalky just unloads on this motherfucker. Yeah, Chalky comes on the stairway with uh, T right behind him, and Chalky just unloads and. Wow, yeah. He so our, forward. So, so what T is seeing is like, oh, you got the last guy. And obviously, because there's a gun there with self-defense. Yeah. He was pretty pissed. He's like, why Why did you shoot this guy? This was not. This is my operation. You right. just fucked up my operation. Yeah, like, why are you using me if you're just going to do whatever you want to fucking do? So T is incredibly pissed. He goes down there. He unmasks the guy. And he's like, I know this guy. This is Abby Wash. What the fuck? Why would he be running this? He works for Big. And so Chalky comes out. He's like, "Oh, great! You can uh, you can help me bury the body. <laughs> T bury a body in that suit." Right. He's like, "I don't have my burying body suit." He's like, "This is all your shit. Yeah, I'm not is, getting involved. I'm not. I'm not going against Big. First of all, because yeah. Big he's big for a reason. He runs fucking L.A. Yeah. 
and you murder the guy. This is your problem. I'm just here. I was here to fucking figure out what's going on with these guys, not murder people. So good luck. But uh, yeah, we see T leave, and we get Chalky. Chalky and Peter's giggling like schoolgirls. Like we did it. The plan worked perfectly. We're going to fucking blame the death of Abby on T. Yeah, that's the whole staging operation they got going on here. So they get the goons. They're loading uh, uh, Abby's body up in the back of the trunk, and they're going to drive him, bury him out somewhere discreetly. No, they're going to dump him. They're not going to bury him. Oh, yeah, right. Anyways, so we get over to T, who's like, all right, Abby's dead. I don't believe Abby would be up to this kind of activity. So he's he's going to go down to some of his contacts, right. pay him a couple grand just for just for the teeniest, tiniest tidbit of information. Stops at like a jazz club, sees an older woman that obviously he has some history with. Yep. He's like, have you heard what's going on with Abby? This is the entrepreneur that he banged once when she was yeah, much she, younger. She, I, 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 My theory is she took his virginity. Yes. Taught him how to eat pussy. Yep. And so he forever is like uh, loyal to her. Yep. And so he and he's like smooth talking. She's like, baby, if I was 20 years younger, I would rock your fucking world. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sure you would, mama. But have you seen what's going on with Abby? She's like, baby, I don't know what's going on. Who Who's he been hanging out with? Has he been hanging out with these guys? She's like, she's only he was only with she's these like, guys. They're like yeah, five fingers in right. a glove. She's like, she would never work outside. Cause Big would fuck his shit up. Yeah. He would never fuck that situation up. So I could I could not see him being involved with some kind of like stick up crew. Yeah. So T throws her a wink, and that has her just whew, get the vapors. And he heads over to a nice boxing gym. What do we call those? Boxing gym. It's a boxing gym. Okay, that works. And he's got gonna just married it there. Ah, shit and <laughs> lightning. Where the fuck he said? He's got another contact here named Bobby, and he's gonna ask Bobby about Abby or Abby and uh, Big's connection and everything, but. Bobby's kind of on the outs with that whole thing. You know, T helped him get through a situation. He's not involved with the running drugs or any of that. Bobby does not, like, I don't know if he had a mouth guard in. I could barely understand what Bobby was saying. Well, good good thing he had nothing worth hearing because it's just like, well, first he's like, got that $50? And he's like, I think I can sweeten the deal. Hands him 50. He's like, I don't know anything now, but I'll put my ear to the ground. Yep. I'll I'll keep an eye out. As they're talking, a policeman shows up. And it's a guy named Paco. Yeah. And he's got this other asshole with him named... I'm just going to go ahead and call him Purdy for last week's horrible cop. He's a Purdy. He is a Purdy. He ain't Purdy, but he's a Purdy. And, yeah, he's he's wanting to fight. He's like, come on, put your hands up. He's like, motherfucker. Yeah, Purdy, of course, throwing all the grief. Right. And Paco's like, hey, cool it, man. This guy's all right. This, all this right. is This is Mr. T. And Purdy, he just doesn't understand. So he's like, well, you spread them right there. I'm going to come over here. I'm going to come over there and find a gun on you. And he's like, you can come over here and find anything you want on me, but I don't have no gun. And he's like, and, but then he goes, and by the way, I do have a permit to yeah. carry a gun. Yeah. Because I have millions of permits and licenses and everything. You look back at Purdy's face, and he's just dumbfounded. He's like, black people can own guns? And Paco is just like, whoa, 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 Purdy. Why don't you go wait in the car? I farted in there earlier. It's a Vinny's fart. You'll enjoy it. So Paco levels with um, with uh, T, and he's like, "Look, we gotta we gotta take you down downtown. They found Abby's body. They think you're connected to it. We gotta get you to talk, man. We got we had a witness that said, yeah, that's shy, right. I think yeah, said that they saw you dumping a body. They don't. They don't. Yeah, they don't tell him who the witness is, but they had a witness, yeah. and they fingered him. 
And so, you know, this would have been one of the good ones, but Paco, as his name would kind of insinuate, he might is be Hispanic. He's yeah. one of the good Hispanics. Exactly. <laughs> and so they take him down this to the station. We meet Captain Joe Marks. Ooh, and he's a real fucking dick. Yeah, and he's just like, We think you did it T. And and uh and he's just he doesn't care. He's just jealous of T. You can see it just The jealousy is definitely flowing in this office because he he even like raps with uh T. He's like, Look, I know you're gonna think like I would think. If you were if I was in your situation where I just go run around and like solve cases around my neighborhood I know, I, I know exactly how you operate. I know how you think. So I'm going to order us a couple coffees, and you're going to sit here, and you're going to tell me all kinds of things. And... He goes, look, man, I have a license to drive every vehicle known to man. Also, I have a private investigator's license, which allows me – because he's like basically saying, I know my rights, motherfucker. Yeah. He's like, I can look in on any like police uh, records I want because I'm a PI And he well. does, yeah. Yeah, he's just letting you know that. He's just like, I can do whatever I want. I know my rights. You're not going to scare me, all right? Because that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to, you know, he's used to just, like, scaring these, like, young punks. Like, you're going to go to jail. You can get raped. Well, yeah. I mean, the, just the air of the situation. It's a very intimidating situation to be called down and speak to the captain of the police. And so, finally, he's like, go ahead. What's your deal? And he's just like, I'm, I'm jealous. You got the cars. You got the women, you got the suits, and you got the attitude. Woo! You got it all. And I kind of want to. You know what else I got? My rights. I'm yeah. walking, motherfucker. Go ahead and try to stop you gonna, me. You're going to arrest me? What, what are you going to charge me with? And he's like, we don't really have anything. We just have this one witness. And he just gives him that sweet kiss and says, fuck off, Joe. Loved it. Walks right out of the police station. Two goons are waiting for him. Oh, come on. One of them, played by Rollo, Lamont's friend on Sanford and Son. That was cool to see Rollo. Nice. And, uh, yeah, they're like, Mr. Big wants to talk to you. He's like, he's, just, right. he's just annoyed. He's yeah. like, oh, fuck it. We'll you know? get into our car. No, I'm not leaving my car at the police station. Right. So you can you can get in my car. But and Rollo's like, all right, I'm going to get in the back, though. Yeah. And I got a gun on you, motherfucker. Mm. And he's like, whatever, the fuck, I don't give a shit. So they go to Big's place, which apparently out of a bowling alley. I like this, yeah. Pool and it was a club. It was, like a, it was a club, too. They gave like a stage or some shit. It was very weird. Why not? Set up. But they pull in, and uh, T just goes, hey, you see that? What? Karate chop to the neck. Well, this is the problem with having a two-door car. And the guy was in the back, so he had to crawl out. You know, T had to lift his seat forward and everything. So we just chopped him in the back of the neck when he was trying to get out of the car. Yeah, it was very cars. easy. I remember cars like that. They suck. Oh, yeah. Oh. So he runs over then to the other goon who was driving, of course, the other car. And this guy's, like, walking with a cane and shit. Or he just had a cane to look cool. Yeah, he just had a cane to look cool. Okay. Because I don't think he ever, He just carried it. He didn't use it as a cane. He used it to throw, you know, swing it here. But T handles him pretty easily. And head straight into the bowling alley. And he knows exactly where he's going. Well, everyone's like, T, where you been? He's yeah, like, well, yeah. he's probably plays in league nights or has. <laughs> he is. But he even does that in a suit. He <laughs> yeah, actually has his own, like, Gucci bowling shoes. All right. Those are probably what those go-go boots were for. His Maybe. bowling <laughs> shoes. <laughs> bowling and go-go shoes. All right. They got good grip. Yeah, I like it. And so he's like, hey, yo, where's Big at? He's like, you know, he's back there. So he goes in the back room. There's this big dude. We've, I thought it was big because he was big. Yeah. 
Jesus Preston. He's the the head goon. Yeah, of Mr. He, Big. He's like his secretary. He's got like the little secretary office. So I called him the secretary here. So uh, T pulls the gun. Pulls a gun. Yeah, he got he got uh, what's his name's gun off him. So he pulls the gun on him, and Preston he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're doing something you're going to regret. And he's like, I ain't going to regret nothing. He's just fucking full of adrenaline at this point. So he, he's just like, I'm well, walking in. He's got blame for a murderer, for fuck's sake. So he's yep. pissed. So he just barges right into Big's room. And Big, game recognized game. Because Big is just like, hey, T, come on and have a seat. Got a lot to talk about, T. He's like, T, come on. Why'd you kill Abby? I know if you did, you'd have a reason. He's like, I ain't kill anybody. Yeah, call. This is we're flashing back to the pool scene with Texas blood, sitting down, cool as a cucumber, not a drop of sweat on him here. With all that adrenaline rush of beating up two guys, pulling a gun on another guy, nothing. Can barely even tell. Heartbeat barely there. So T just calmly tells him how it went down. He's like, "Look, I was there. I was investigating. Uh, there's been these four people showing up to bust crap games." I don't believe Abby would be up to that kind of thing. And sure enough, uh, you know, he ended yeah, up. Yeah, Big is like Abby wouldn't have the balls to be involved with this. So something screwy with Chalky and Pete. Yeah, because Abby being there would be stepping out of line. So Big is like, my guy isn't going to be stepping out of line. I treat him too well. I get him Vinny's every other day. Right. And like T's like, I don't want to be even involved with your guy's shit. So how about this? How about I set up a meet? You guys can meet up in safe space. I'm thinking Jimmy's. How do you th- how do you how do you like that? And Big's like, okay, I trust you, T. I got respect for you. Yep, I'll do that. He's like, just you can only bring one guy with you, and it'll be at eleven o'clock tonight or whenever the fuck it was. Yeah. So T heads over then because now he's got to get the other side of this meeting together. He's got to go talk to Chalky and Pete, and of course they've got a dry cleaner front. This has got to be Pete's place. Yeah. This seems like something Pete would do. Yeah. Wise investment. Yeah, and so he he again he knows everybody's offices, so he just wanders through the dry clean place. People are yelling at him, "Where are you going?" Employees only, and he just walks right back, does his thing, and right into their office. And so T is just like he's very curious because obviously something fishy happened with Chalky and Pete. He's like, "I'm getting I'm getting fingered for a murder here." And you guys disposed of the body. They're, how did the body get found? Why did they say I, you know, threw the body out? And they tell him she got rid of the body. Or, or shy. Shy. Whatever. <laughs> two, two totally different words, but you aren't confusing people. Yeah, chi, chai. Shy. Shy. T is after a couple things now because he, he there's respect happening with T and Big. So he's taking Big at his word, kind of, that well, Abby wouldn't Big be out there. Pimp, so, of course, he respects him. Exactly. And he doesn't believe that Abby would have been stepping out of line, especially since his uh, club owner, Angel, told him so. So he's like, Chalky and Pete are not adding up here. So nothing to do with the stick up. He's like, all right, look, we got to get you guys. We got to get you guys a meeting here. Uh, I'm not getting in the middle of this turf war because it fucked up. And they're they're like, well, we don't want to do a meeting. We we think that we just go ahead and let Big solve this one. You know, he might fucking do something stupid. He's like, well, if you guys are gonna have a gunfight, just give me my ten grand and I'll leave right now. I don't want to get caught in the middle of a fucking huge turf war. And and they're like, okay, we'll we'll do the fucking meeting. All right. So I was like, good. All right, meet me at Jimmy's tomorrow, eleven o'clock. 
Yeah, of course, Chalky's the voice of reason here. He's like, right. I think he's right, Pete. Yeah, fucking a right. I'm right. Talk T is very heated right now. Well, he's, yeah, there, there, he's he. All he was gonna do was like observe some craps games. Now he's got a murder on his fucking over his head. He's got a murder. He's got the police after him. He's yeah. So he's like, what do you do when you've just been accused of a, a fucking murder, Griff? You gotta get your dick wet. <laughs> so he goes over to Cleo, Miss Cleo, not Cleopatra Jones, just Cleo. Yep. And I guess they were in like post fucking because he's like in a fucking uh, velour bathrobe lying on her bed. She's completely dressed. She's, <laughs> she's like just uh, 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 petting his hair. <laughs> she was. She's like your hair is so beautiful, so soft. Did you go see Jonathan? <laughs> he's like you better believe it. Did Artie give you the fucking you know the the uh, perm? And and then she's like, "Look, I'm gonna go make you some cheese and crackers. I like, I got some Vinnies in the fucking <laughs> in the fridge. I'll heat it up for you. He's like, baby, I just gotta relax. That mozzarella Monterey Jack cheese spread that, of course, they serve at Vinnies. Right, best of two worlds. <laughs> and he's like, baby, whatever. I gotta rest. So he takes like a because tea is always working. So he takes micro naps. He just like shuts his eyes for like ten seconds and then he's totally recharged. Give me five hours. <laughs> We see him blink, and then he he's back at it. He's, he's in a suit. He's automatically in a suit. Yep. And he takes off his bathrobe. He's wearing a suit. And he's got a phone somehow, and he's just calling up numbers again. And here's where – I believe this is where he calls up um, – yeah, he calls, calls up, up Pete. Pete. Yeah, to 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 figure out what has been going yeah, on cause with Yeah, because he Shy. knows that Shy was the last – he was supposed to dump the body because they were like, we haven't seen Shy. He took off you know, yeah. after he dumped the body, and he's like – well, where's he at? Well, last time we heard he was in Chicago. That's and, fucked up. Yeah. And he's just like, well, you better fuck, you better check that out. Yeah, because I need to know where she's at because he's shy. <laughs> Obviously, he's pissed at him. He's he's a number one. And they're like, they're like, you know, Pete's just smirking like on the phone because he's like, I got this guy on the fucking hook. Mm-hmm. He's just like, don't worry, we'll look for shy. <laughs> Hangs up. Next night, T rolls into Jimmy's. He's like, Jimmy. Empty this fucking place. It's six o'clock, or it was eight o'clock at night. We know that Jimmy stays open until three a.m. as uh, government ordinance or whatever. Right. Even under COVID rules, you can still stay open until three. Exactly. And because it's a, it's a, it's a necessity. A necessity. Cool. Yeah. Huh. Essential workers. Essential workers. And he's like, "Whatever you say, everybody, get the fuck out." Okay, like, hey, I'm playing a game here. Get the fuck out. T needs this room. So T heads back into his office, grabs himself a nice cold, ice cold Coca Cola. I don't know why I said right. that twice. I have your rebut- <laughs> repeat thing going on now. So he heads back into the office. He's got he's got he got to hammer out several calls here, and he's calling up all of his ladies across the nation, you know, and he's trying to figure out. Hey, but he calls up Bobby first, and Bobby, of course, is like, uh, "This payphone didn't pay for itself." Bobby, how much do you want? Thirty dollars? That's that's fifteen grand. All right. We'll find out if she is she shy? Shy. Shy, uh find out if he's really in Chicago. All right, I'll do it. And then he calls up Lucille, and Lucille's his ballerina lady. Is she a ballerina? Yeah. So he's calling up Lucille and it's like, Hey, I need you to locate Shy. She's like, Of course I can. Yeah, I'll let you know. And I'll keep your the sketchy love warm. He's like, You better you better Keep it warm. Oh. And then he hangs up on her. And then our man Preston shows up at the pool hall. Yep. 
Everyone's been evacuated at this point, so Jimmy sees this. I didn't get this scene because he wants to play pool. He's just trying to intimidate, okay. trying to throw his He's trying around. to get his manhood back that T had stolen from him the other day. There you go, Murray. So and Jimmy's wa- like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. There's no pool playing. There's a meeting happening. Yep. And, and then- it, it, again, T does not come in and humiliate him and say, it's okay, Jimmy. Oh. He says, you didn't listen to the man. He's telling him, you got to put the fucking stick back on the wall. Right. Tr- he, he's trouble, man, because he stops trouble. He knows how to stop it. He's like, look, there's again- a Coke machine right there. Have yourself a Coke on me. Yep. We're not a war, man. All right? Yeah. Just chill. I, yeah. I, yes, I took your manhood from you yesterday, but I take everyone's manhood. Exactly. He's like, I understand if we are not uh, in this situation that we are not at war, brother. So get yourself a nice cold Coke and have a seat. Have fucking have Coke and smile and shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> and so he does that. And then Big walks in. And... He's like, here, I just drooled on this Coke. You can have it. Yeah, I, I was like, wait, why are you handing him your fucking the Coke you were just drinking out of? Is that respectful? And know. Big apparently used to come over to Jimmy's. He used to, he, that used to be his throne. Yes, it did. He's like, oh, hey, go check. Is my picture still up? It better be up, T. I love how they keep calling out the Coke machine because he's like, it'd be right there by the Coke machine. And it Everyone was. It was the behind Coke, the Coke yeah, machine, yeah. but it was there. And Preston's like, it's still here, boss. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Plug was working for him once. He, once, uh, once Doodlebug got killed, yeah, he find another job. So uh, T again, like you said, he he doesn't want this murder scene. He wants things to come to a calm. He wants people to operate uh, uh, without all the violence and everything. Because you get violence, you end up getting kids cu- killed in the crosshairs. So so um, Big is like, hey, Junior, how about I sit sit in this throne? And T's like, hey. Today, go for it. Just today, though. You come back tomorrow. I'll kick your old ass. Yeah, I'll throw you to the fucking ground. Oh, I'll go Steven Seagal with a pool cue on you tomorrow. So Big starts revealing what he's been hearing because, you know, people have been talking to him well, this One time. of his main guys got killed. So, yeah, he's got his feelers out. Yeah. So he's talking about the craps games and how a couple people saw that him and Chalky him being T and Chalky went down the staircase together and then Abby ended up dead so like so the way I see it either you killed Abby or Chalky killed Abby this is what like we were talking about the code that T lives by T could have simply got himself out of the thing by saying yeah Chalky killed him but he no no he just he covers for Chalky he wants to get out out of this situation without death so he's like hey go ahead and ask him if you want and, you know, Big, he's just laughs about it. He's like, man, it's a confusing fucking world, ain't it? And, and Jesse says that the cops arrive. Yep. Come in, grab everybody, shoot the fuck out of fucking Big. Yeah, they get they get T uh, against the wall. And Big, I love Big throughout this scene. He's beautiful suit, just sitting back calmly. And he's like t- telling T, who's being like pushed against a wall by a, by a cop with a shotgun. He's like, "This is pretty fucked up here, T." And he's like, "I'm not, I'm not gonna move. You guys can't stop me for playing a game of pool." And so the guy that was pull, uh, had the shotgun to T's back, he pulls out a pistol. He pulls turns... out no, he pulls out T's gun. Oh, okay, because this is the setup. That's so a cap he, in the feather. So he yeah, he pulls out T's gun and then he shoots big with T's gun. Mm-hmm. And then fucking gives it back to him, and they just fucking bug out. They just leave. It's crazy. It was insanity. It's confusing as fuck, man. And so T's like, oh, shit. 
how am I going to get myself out of this? I, I can't have people thinking, I kill big. Ah, I know what I'll do. Goes over to that Coke machine, hits it like Fonzie. A gun comes out that he keeps in there. Of course. Sets it up. He, you know, he shoots at where uh, he was standing. Yes. And uh, puts using, bullets in the using, wall. Yeah, and then he, and then he, then he shoots off one bullet with. Uh, he, he takes Big's hand, covers his hand with like, uh, like a handkerchief. Yep. With shoots the, gu- the gun so you get that powder residue on Big's hand. Yeah. He's like perfect crime, self defense. He apologizes. Sorry, I got to do this for you. Do this to you, Big. But I don't think you're going to be uh, in any more trouble than I am since you're you're dead. You're you're dead. And uh, then he goes over after he staged this murder. He goes over and calls Marks. And this is, again, this is beautiful. We're getting the battle of the detectives here. A couple of hard-knock cops who know know how the street, know how the game works. So Marks shows up, and they're, you know. Um, well, T lays out the whole story. He's like Sherlock Holmes. He's like, this is how it happened. And then, and then fucking the jealous Marks. He's like, it sounds almost too perfect. Here. Again, he knows what happened. He's like, I know. What happened? I know I can't get you. I know you staged this perfectly. I can see it in your eye. I'm just like you. I'm just like you, T. I can never beat you at Clue. Yeah. I can never beat you in real life, Clue. <laughs> He's like, look, it just none of this adds up. Jimmy closing early. He's an essential business. We know he doesn't close until 3 a.m. He closed right. at 8 o'clock. Interesting. Big coming in here alone and shooting at you? Nothing about that adds up. He might throw, take a swing at you, but he's definitely not going to take a shot at you. And then he's looking over all the evidence, and of course, Bortles here. And of course, there's a shot in the ceiling. I'm supposed to believe that he fell down and shot into the ceiling, of course. And he's like, yeah. Are you going to figure out all that evidence, Marks? You got you to put it all together? You got to figure it out how I did it? He's like, no. But I'm definitely going to fucking arrest you for being an asshole about it. So, that's, so he arrests them, they yeah. haul them in, and they get nothing. They thought, for some reason, he thought T was going to break and be like, I did it. He knew he was just going to annoy him. He just wanted right. to annoy because he was annoyed. He's like, I'm going to annoy you. Like I told you, T is constantly annoyed in this movie. Yeah. He's not a happy man. Yeah. So he gets out because they got nothing. I got nothing on him. So there was already somebody there bailing him out. Yeah. Like before even. Well, yeah, they, they put him in the, he, they put him in the cell, and he's like, hey. There's no toilet paper in here. That's What's against it? human rights. I mean, come on. And he's like, gee, I guess it is. Hmm. <laughs> Walks out. Shouldn't have fed you that Vinny's early. <laughs> I forget who bailed him out. I don't know. He just, wait, no, the bailout earlier, Bobby put in a call for him. I don't know how he got out this time. Uh, Jimmy probably did it. Yeah, probably. It had to be something to do with Jimmy. So as soon as he gets out, he calls up Jimmy and clear the two people he cares about most in life. He's like, look, That's shit's right. going down. Get the fuck out. Pack your bags. Again, Cleo, this had to be the final straw for Jimmy because, or T because Cleo's like, but where do I go? He's like, anywhere. <laughs> leave town. I'm paying for it. I'm not it. leaving without you, bitch. Leave. You need to. Oh, my God. He's like, I, I've had it up to here. If I find. He's like, you know what? How about you stay? Jimmy, you get the fuck out. <laughs> Jimmy, go to Cleo's. Yeah. We'll so, do all meet up and then I'll figure out because I'm, I'm the one who's supposed to figure out everything. So as we have T frustrating over how he's going to get everybody to safety, we go over to Pete, who is so happy. He's in the back of his fucking Him, uh, shy dry and cleaner. Chalky are hanging out in the office. Oh, yeah. And Pete, he's just above the moon right now. He's so confident. Meanwhile, Chalky is like a nervous wreck. He's chewing his nails down tea. to the bone. Yeah, he's like, this isn't over. <laughs> he's out. He's already out of jail. He's like, no, we got him put into jail. They'll fi- they got the gun. They'll, fi- they'll, they'll finger him. 
It's like the perfect crime. We're getting rid of the, the fucking hero of the neighborhood. Well, not, he won't be in our hair. We're, pl- we're putting a murder on him. Fucking Big is out of the situation. We're taking over, baby. Yeah. And, of course, uh, they got, like, a call or something at this point. Or Chalky was just like, no, he's out of jail. We need to get rid of him. And he's like, well, does this kill his black ass? I don't give a shit. Shy pipes in. I'd like to kill his black ass. Right. And so he got humiliated. Pete steeples his fingers. He's like, yes, good. Let the hate flow through you. Still got bandages from where uh, T broke his ribs earlier with that Judas effect to the to the ribs. So we cut to Jimmy's packing his shit. He's walking out, and he's then he comes out shy, and some goons are waiting for him. Oh no! They're like you going somewhere? Uh, no, not really. And then he he <laughs> it was the most pathetic kind of fight. He's like, Ugh! And he <laughs> throws his fucking suitcase at the guys, and they just pummel the shit out of Jimmy. Oh no! I mean, you don't you don't. You don't harm Jimmy since he's kind of like under T's wing, so he's never had to deal with shit. Oh, man. So T uh, is over at Cleo's house. He's, and like, they're, he's, again, like, he's like, where the fuck's Jimmy at? Jimmy should have been here. He's always on time. I taught him how to be on time years ago. This, is, this isn't right. And then the phone rings. Just so happens that Jimmy's calling from the hospital. He's got the Neil Breen like bandages on his face. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. And uh, there's a but he's ner- chipper. He's not fucked. He's just like, hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, a couple guys jumped me. Yeah, they got me pretty good. I'm bleeding out my face here. Uh, my ribs are cracked. I, I fucking collapsed long. I got a concussion. And then uh, she, he's got a nurse. Like it's like the payphone with the door and everything. Mm. So he's got a nurse knocking on the door. Like yeah. put this shirt put on. Put this bloody f- shirt on. Yeah, you'll freeze to death otherwise. You'll get pneumonia. Is what he tells him. It, but he's the face to call in. Like don't worry about me. I got the shit kicked out of me, but I'm all right. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. So uh, so the gears are constantly turning with T. So he's just like, all right, here's my next move. Cleo, I need you to do something for me. In 10 minutes, I want you to call Sergeant Kepler in the records department. Yes. Pretend you're like a, like, like a reporter. You need some information. Just keep him on the fucking line. I don't care what the fuck you say. He, he's going to love to hear your voice. So you'll, right. you'll just, that beautiful singing voice of yours, you'll work your way right in there. And, uh, of course, pick up Jim as well after you do that. So apparently Cleo lives next door to the police station because he just walks over there. It's like five minutes. Yeah. Give me ten minutes. Keep him <laughs> on the phone for five minutes. He's just there. It's crazy. So T arrives at the police station. I, apparently they have history because we learned that he is a private investigator, which gives him carte blanche to go to the records room whenever he wants. And it especially helps when you have uh, this Kepler character, because Murray, he's the good one this week. He, he is. He is one of the good ones. Very helpful. Yeah, he immediately he sees T. His eyes just brighten. His smile just goes to the moon. He throws out the gland hand and opens up, you know, the the separator to get behind the desk. And he's like, "Who are you looking for today, T?" He's like Nikita Koloff. Nikita Koloff. <laughs> is that of, one of those Ruski names? He's like, yeah. He's like, don't ask me. This is just who I'm. This is um the case I'm working on. Yeah, you got the shit on Nikita. I sure do. Follow me. I like this. He was like, I don't know. He takes him over. And he's like, well, shit. Nikita Koloff right here. <laughs> the Russian nightmare. Yeah. He spent murdered a fight. He murdered fucking Ricky and Rob Bobby. Jesus Christ. With his accomplice, <laughs> Baron Von Roschke. Interesting. Man, fucking a Russian sickle to the fucking throat. God damn. It was intense. Oh, so, uh, you know, T is just looking over those files. He's like, he's- T, got late lately. Got some stories for me. And just as he's about to, we get that ring, ring. He's like, 
Hold that thought, T. Hold Please hold that thought. <laughs> I have to do my job. Pulls up. It's Cleo, and she's bullshitting him. While they're, he, while they're bullshitting, our man T, he's got, this, he's got his fucking black gloves on. You know he's going to do some lock picking. Oh, yeah. So he goes to the evidence room, works that lock, goes in, finds where his gun is that it was you know confiscated from uh, Jimmy's is at. Yep. Takes it. He gets he gets both the guns because they're both. It's the gun that he supposedly shot big with, and then he gets the gun from the coke machine as well. Okay, he took both of them out of evidence, and uh, yeah, he just sneaks right back out and goes right back to his file, and he closes it up, and he's like, "Got everything I need," and he's still on the phone, so he yeah. just does one of the solos. yeah. And Kepler's like, you know, the most important thing about police work records and then he's just gonna bore fucking cleo for hours mm. about how to file and shit he's like i got my own system she knows that as a thank you she's getting the right of her life though right. she's going up and down space right. bound it, it, there's two winners in this thing because kepler's gonna hear the story the oh. next time teased and you know the record oh, fucking come on i said he was a community man look at that that's serving the community this, in many you know, ways circle of life this is a circle of fucking this is a circle of fuck oh i love the circle of fuck Oh, man. Our sequel, of course, is Circle of Iron, Circle of Fuck. So we go back to uh, the laundromat. Pete gets that call. Shy's like, I can't find T, man. Chalky is freaking the fuck. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm gone. You don't know this guy. Yeah. He's like, he's just another black guy. Who cares? No. T is different. He has the edge. And you know how he has the edge? He's always cool. Ice, cool. Stone, cool. Cold, Mr. McFrosty. Chili McFreeze. And he's, Pete's like, once again, his white privilege is just showing through. He's like, I don't give, he's, but he's still black. I don't care. Yeah. It's like, that, that's not, then you know what? We're splitting up. Yeah. You, you, I'm going somewhere. You can stay here and do the fuck you want. Yeah, Chalky was going to, he was like, T already knows my place, wherever Chalky's hangout is, where he used to do all of his pimping out of. He's like, I'm not going to be there. And if I'm not there, he's going to come looking for you. And Pete is just like, oh, good. He'll come to the opera house where I operate out of with nothing but white folk. He'll stick out like a sore thumb. And they're all the races. Oh, Jim the, Jordan's I think, there. and I think the opera house was Chalky's. He had like a penthouse is where. You're right. Pete, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I got that. Confused. Was it or was it? I thought it was a movie theater. I don't know what it was. I thought it was some. It looked like one of those deluxe movie theaters they it made was. in like the forties. It shit. was kind of like the Redford Theater, where it was right. just kind of like too artistic to be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so T heads over to this theater, and we're not expecting to find Chalky there because Chalky just said he's going to run town. So T is just like all of the fucking hideouts that everybody has. He knows his way through the buildings. He's got the right. map in his brain. Well, he also has a projectionist license, though, so he knows his way around a movie theater. And he knows how to read a blueprint because he's an architect as well. Right. So he probably got... Fortunately, like in like uh, most movies, there's just some old black guy security guard who's just watching his TV. Hey, man, 1973 Playboy uh, Roller Disco special was on. He's like, I can't miss this for the no, fucking can't. world. And you got to remember, this is before TiVo, so you had to watch it live. Exactly. And he was like, Bill Cosby's going to be there. Oh, I the can't Cos wait. fucking loved it. Oh. Oh my God. The guy. <laughs> he never raped anybody. <laughs> Little did we know. And uh, so uh, T sneaks in. He knows his way up. He's like, I'm not going to use the fucking elevator. I'm not a fucking chump. I know, I know that it's going to be guarded. Well, he knows it's going to be guarded. He knows the doors are going to be locked. And what's the easiest way to get in anywhere between an old building and the main office? The dumb waiter. That's what I use. All right. So he just fucking squeezes. Or is it? The smart waiter. It's got to be the smart waiter in this situation. 
pulls so, himself up to the offices. It, fortunately, uh, I guess Chalky uses the dumbwaiter a lot for his business because it goes yeah. right to his office. It goes right to his office. It's like his secretary's room, you know. So it's where all the file cabinets are and everything. And uh, T gets up there and he smells something. He's like, something's off here. So he grabs this big old binder. It ain't, ain't a Vinny sandwich. It's not a Vinny sandwich. It's a binder. And he hides behind a door and chucks well, the binder. He hears some talking outside. The okay. Ones. Yeah. So. so he chucks the binder, and then some guard comes flying. Binder full of women, by the way. <laughs> I they, oh, we're doing a studs thing here? <laughs> no, that was actually a Mitt Romney joke. But, oh, that's right. Yeah. That We've done that joke where I forget it every time, and you remind me it's a Mitt Romney joke. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So this studs guy, works though. It does. That, that's a, that's a binder full of men. Yes. <laughs> All right, right. I also noticed. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because there's a there's a bowl of, of M and M's. <laughs> because before T throws the binder, he puts his hand M and M's, but it only takes one. Watch the tippy tap studs episode, everybody. That's, <laughs> renegade. It's a gold one. Yeah. What did I say? You said studs, but this renegade. Oh yeah, renegade know, studs. Yeah, because yeah, the name's not on there. Um. So yeah, this guy comes flying out of Chalky's office, but. Hey, T knew what to expect, so he gets he gets ready, he starts punching this guy, and then he grabs a wooden chair and just blasts him over chair the shot. head. This is a beautiful chair shot. That guy, I don't know if they gimmicked it, but it exploded in a million pieces, so I guess they gimmicked it. And now While that's going on, Chalky shows up with his goons. T sneaks into the office and starts getting what he wants, like f- f- flipping through shit. Rifling. Yep, just rifling, going full griff mode in here. And he's finding all the good CD, CDs, uh, laser discs and vinyls. Vinyl, the vinyl, you know? yeah. And then he hears, this is the whispering I thought you were talking about, because then Chalky and two other guards are coming up. So T, does he even Shy hide? Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he, no, he just like, gets down in a corner with his gun out. That's right. Yeah. He just gets down in a corner and makes himself you know, small. And the door flies open and... Did did she she already know Shy already know because didn't Shy shoot him first or did he he didn't shoot first just a gunshot broke a uh, gunshot a gunfight broke out and people just got it was very confusing people just it got was. shot everyone just gets shot but T basically yeah yeah T ends up killing I think Shy, Shy shoots Chalky for something like accidentally shoots Chalky okay it was crazy it was it was all mayhem. you need to know is everybody in Chalky's crew gets killed by T yep. And it just so happens after everybody gets killed that the phone starts to ring. Mm. So T goes over and answers the phone. And, oh, we missed the coolest part. They didn't They didn't shoot first. Chalky came in alone because T's like, I'm getting out of this shit. You're going to give me the money you owe That's me. Right. That's right. And that's what he said, the code. Because like, yes. he's like, I'll pay you whatever. He's like, I got 30 grand here, T. I just want ten, and he he and five hundred dollars for this fucking suit you fucked up going through that dumbwaiter. He also wanted to know what, why did you, what, like, what's your, what's your and Pete's plan? Why, why, why did I get pulled into this shit? And he's like, you're the only one who could kill Big and continue to walk the streets. Anybody else would have been murdered immediately, but you, no one can touch you. You're untouchable, T. You're just too cool. You're too cool. You're ice cold. You're Mister Frosty McFreeze. Chili McFreeze. Chili McFreeze. And, and he's like, you know what, you're right, but still, fuck you. That's when Shy sneaks in, and that's when the gunfight starts. And okay. so Shy, yeah, yeah, Shy sneaks in, and he fucking shoots Chalky. He's such an idiot. Yeah. And then our our man T takes care of the goons. So that's when our phone rings here. Chalky's phone rings, and T goes over and answer it, and of course it's Pete. She's like, hey, I'm coming for your honky ass. 
Just keep it, keep it up, keep it warm. Keep your butt cheeks warm. Keep your butt cheeks warm. So, T, I guess they needed to. I don't know why, because this movie's an hour thirty nine. They could have cut this scene down. He's just walking outside the penthouse apartment. That, I didn't. I was like, "Where are we? Is it like an office complex or something? Like, what was this?" And he's just sneaking he's just skulking. around. They have like two goons that are walking around. There's like no tension here, but they they just like kept they with could the have scene. at least added like another Marvin Gaye song to it to like song. that would have been good, like but a no, full song and not just right. like an instrumental or something. Right. Like, a but full no, he's just song. walking around this office complex slash penthouse. Marvin Gaye writing like a fucking sweet spy song that would have been great here. So he's just like, well, I guess I'll try the parking garage because every fucking door is covered. Yeah, yeah, he can see into the 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 front, um, like main um, entrance for the building that uh, Pete's in, and he sees that there's a couple goons waiting by the elevators and everything. So he's like, "All right, I can't go in that way," and so he finds that underground parking lot, and he's like, "I'll go in here." And just so happens, one of uh, Pete's goons is getting something out of his trunk or something. Oh, he's just getting in his car. Very weird because he like. Was he put the keys in the car the ignition before he got in his car? Oh yeah, like reached in the window that was rolled down and like started the car. Like, like uh, I don't yeah, know. Like, and it's not like it's like I do that if I got to warm my car up in the winter, but I don't know why he was doing. Maybe that. he had a cave case that rotted in there, and so it smelled real bad, and so he wanted to get the car running, fans blowing, and just kind of clear out that that White Castle fog. Okay. Sure. I'm trying to think of reasons that I've done that in the past, and that was one of them. <laughs> You know, one of those burgers slipped he under had the a, seat. He had a rotten Vinny's in there, and he's just like, yeah. oh. It f- slipped under the Dude, seat. They don't and, last. We pointed yeah. it out. Vinny's don't last. Yeah. You can throw them in the fridge, yeah. like we mentioned, <laughs> and then 13 seconds in the deep fryer. Whoo, boy. That was the recipe. Murray said he wrote it down, but I can tell he's Yeah, like, I went I out and bought a deep fryer <laughs> just for that. Yeah. Don't use an air fryer. It doesn't he, work. Oh, God, I was going to ask you the next thing. It's air fryer. No, it doesn't work. Okay. Air fryers are pieces of shit. Don't get one. You're so hostile towards air fryers. I'm hostile towards kitchen gadgets. Okay. So T rolls up on him, puts a gun in his back. He's like, get in, get in the fucking trunk, honky. And he's yeah. like, whatever you say, T. So he gets in the trunk, locks him in there, throws the keys away. Now he's got he's got a fucking pathway inside now because yeah. the guy that guarded the fucking parking garage is locked up. Here's what's really interesting about this complex. All six elevators go to the underground basement. It seems weird that they would all go all the way down to the parking lot, but they do. And so T gets out a screwdriver, and he just starts jamming away at that elevator, and he takes control of the whole circuit board, and he starts pinging every single one of them. crew shut down everyone but one, and that's the one that goes to the penthouse. So the goons are freaking out because they're like, why are all these elevators pinging? So... They go over to the one elevator that pings first on the main floor, and the one guy's waiting there with a the shotgun. He's like, I'm ready to take out anybody who appears here. Nothing. And then uh, one opens. Goon looks down in there, and nothing. But then the one behind him goes off, and fucking T just comes. I love this about the action scene in this movie. They weren't trying to give us like a full, like, here's what he's... He just goes running across the screen lo- and tackles the it guy. It looked like a real fight. Yeah, it was awesome. I love that. And the guy he fights was Sal Leong, Al Leong's brother. Of course. He was an Asian guy with a mustache. He was balding. Yeah. So I assumed it was his brother. Yes. And they do a fucking fight. Older ins- brother. They do a fight inside the, the, the uh, elevator. Yep. And they're going up each floor and fighting it out. And then the door opens, I guess, to the penthouse. Yeah. And then I 
does he just throw Sal out? Or? They, he just leaves him in there. He leaps out. Not... I think, he, yeah, he leaps out, jumps to a corner, and just starts shooting. And he, he shoots the he, guy. No, he runs in that fucking room again. Yeah. He, that's, a, that's his thing is he just <laughs> runs and jumps up in a corner and just starts shooting. It's like when I played Nerf guns with my brother as a kid. Just bolt into a room and shoot everywhere. It was amazing. Well, this is why he doesn't like violence because he's never good at it. He just... He yeah you he just find a corner and shoot is his fucking. Thing. This is interesting because this is the first time he's not cool as ice. I have to imagine the adrenaline gets the best of him because why else would he be just like bolting around the living room like the floor is hot lava? He was jumping on the couch tables. <laughs> he's doing it all like he reverts back to childhood when he's gunfighting. It's like a it's a real life deadly game of hot lava. It's real life. <laughs> well, it worked because he shoots these guys because they're ill prepared for that. That's probably why. At least I, I wouldn't expect that. Yeah. I would expect the guy to wait inside, and then when I come to the elevator, he would shoot me. But yeah. No, he brings it to them. Best defense is good offense. So there's just one more guard that, like, managed to avoid it. He was the guard who was, like, playing solitaire by himself early on, the white guy with kind of the curly hair. And so he comes out, and he's, like, peeking around the corner. He just heard nine gunshots, but he's like, hello? Hey, what's going on out there? And so, of course. Did the Vinny's order come in? <laughs> you know that shit's garbage after 15 minutes. And as soon as he says that, Gun to his face. Yep. T grabs his shotgun. Says, "Come on, hunky, you're coming with me." Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna take me over to wherever. I gotta say, fucking uh, illegal gambling must pay well because he had the hugest fucking apartment of yes, ever. He, he had the top of the building. Yes. was his fucking apartment. Yeah, even Mister D on a different strokes didn't have a big apartment. He had two different. He had the top and the floor beneath it. Yeah, he had like a double decker. Yeah, he had that spiral staircase. So. Yeah, uh, he he goes outside. He goes up the staircase and everything. And we actually see uh, uh, what's his name? Seal along. Saul. Saul along. Saul Young. Saul Young. So Sal actually gets up. So I was like, "Oh, this is gonna come into the movie." No, it doesn't. Yeah. They they show Sal get up and grab a gun. I was like, "Oh, no, they just get rid of him." I don't know why I'm bringing it up now. <laughs> so they go up to the second floor and they're outside in like the courtyard. There's another like shootout out here. And then uh, takes care of him. This is just a blur. I don't even remember. Yeah, because it, it wasn't very exciting. It was. Yeah. It, it, it was very, more true to life, I would think. Yeah. But you know, we're used to cinematic violence where it's kind of. So yeah, he throws like a wine bottle, distracts somebody. Guy, he throws a wine bottle. Guy just runs out in the open <laughs> and he just shoots him. <laughs> What's that? It's like a video game. It or was. Some I was shit. gonna say it's like a video game or something. Oh yeah, so in courtyard kills a mo- couple more goons, and then he um, he ends up he finally finds the, the the one room that Pete's holed up in. Yep, a very uh, inner the dragon because there was a lot of mirrors in his room. Yeah, he had a bunch of mirrors behind him, and he still got Frank with him. This was yeah. the number one goon that he had. I finally got his name at this point of the notes. <laughs> so he got Frank with him. And he fucking opens the door and throws Frank in there, and Pete shoots Frank in the face. No, 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 no. That's not what happens. He he goes he goes tell like Pete that you're you're coming like and I'm not here. And then Pete shoots him through the door. Oh wow! He shoots Frank, and then uh, then like uh, Mr. T is like I'm coming for you, motherfucker. He's like. Hey, we can work. He's like fucking Donald Trump. He's trying to art of the deal. He's like, yep. we can work out a deal here, T. Don't worry about it. And T, like, he's he's got his code. He's not gonna fuck this shit. Yeah, T is just staying super quiet. And then he reaches it. Okay, so 
Frank's or, or Pete's room, by the way, has two different doors that lead into it. Well, they're like they had windows. Yeah, to his bedroom. It was very weird. Yeah, this was an awkward setup, and so he's able to hide behind you know one wall. He reaches in and like breaks a window inside the room, which is like some glass structure, which makes Pete shoot over there like it's a wine bottle. Right. And meanwhile, T- and he does this move where you just leap into a room shooting. Yeah, T runs to the other door, runs in it again, and just like all guns blazing. But it on works. The, all over the furniture again. He, he kills uh, uh, Grandpa Pete. Walton. Yeah. <laughs> and shoots some of the mirrors, too, for good measure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we just. Arrive back at the police headquarter, and you know T. He's got to get rid of the. Gu- he's got to put the gun back into evidence, right? So to, to give him an alibi because yep. he's like, "Well, I didn't have the gun because the gun that actually killed Pete obviously is his gun." So yeah. he's just like, "I didn't do it." So he just goes back to Kepler. There's this hot looking black chick with afro, just like just her first day at work. He's there, of course, to look at the. Uh, uh, cola file again. Yeah, he's like, there were some inc- some inconsistencies. I got to I got to double check it. You know, yeah, to refresh my memory. Of course, and, Kepler's like, come on in, bud. It's good to see you again. Can you tell me? And then, then he goes to the girl. He's like, baby, just distract this honky from me. Just show your tits. You know, he, he that he'll be mesmerized by that. She's like, <laughs> whatever you say, stranger. <laughs> and so then she like shows her tits. He's like, ha-ba-da, 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 ha-ba-da. and then he just does his move, puts the gun back. Perfect crime. Always thinking. Love it. And then he walks out. It's like, look, baby, fuck this job. How about you just come with me? When do you get off? She's right like, now. She's like, well, I'm getting off right now as you're talking. Yeah. But you're talking about my job? I do. A- and Kepler's like, you kids, just go. Yeah. Tell me I'm <laughs> <laughs> As long as he gets the deets, he doesn't give a shit. Kepler's doing the phone call thing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I'll be waiting here. For your call. And, for, and our boy T winks at him like, you got it, buddy. So you, I, I think you added something here I wasn't even aware of. Because, like, M- M- Mason comes down. Is this where he finds I out about this tur- turf war? Yes. He goes, I bet. I guess you're happy with it. Because he, he's like, he knows. He's like uh, the principal on Ferris Bueller. He's like, I'm on to you, T. I know you're up to That's, something. That is beautiful. He right. is like the principal. Yeah. yeah. And he's like. He's like, what are you talking about? There's a turf war going on between Pete and John Chucky's guys now because they've been eliminated. Uh huh. You had something to do with this. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just gonna fuck this sweet baby, and that's my that's all that's all I got to say. And Maybe so he, Marvin Gaye has something to say to you. He drives off some sweet Marvin Gaye soundtrack. That's right. Oh man, Griff, another great. Fucking movie. It's like it, it feels like Black Exploitation uh, History Month just begun, but it's it's coming to an end, Griff. Yeah, we only got one left for this year. For this year, but it's a good one because the star of our last movie for this year, twenty twenty one. We've done three movies with him, Griff, but he's always been the second or third banana in these movies. And I said, enough. We're gonna do a movie where he stars. We're talking about the incomparable. Jim the Dragon Kelly. Oh, nice. We're going to do the movie most associated with him, Black Belt Jones. No relation to Cleopatra Jones. <laughs> black people's last names are their Jackson or Jones. We yeah. all know that. We've learned that from these movies. Mr. Jonathan. That wasn't his last name. We don't know what. I, I bet it was Jones. Is it Jonathan something or something Jonathan? Jonathan Jones. <laughs> and I think T's last name is probably Jones. Too. T. Jones. Could have been. been. We don't know. We don't want to speculate. We, we all we know is Mr. T. 
So get pumped up for that. Some kick-ass karate action from our man Jim Kelly next week. And keep it warm. <laughs>